let David go through the comparison right now from now to 2008 and why we don't think housing is going to be here. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about the housing itself and what that means. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I love yeah. it. And, and I just want to make sure everybody that's watching, listening right now, hear what he's saying, that it is our responsibility to be prepared to answer these kinds of questions that I just thrown out that, that are coming through the chat box. Right now, they're going to get into specific data points that you can be the knowledge broker. You can be the trusted advisor. Be taking notes right now. Thanks, guys. And, and the one thing I'll, I'll do before I let David go, you shouldn't wait until I ask the question. You have to get this information out now. You know, I'll give you a simple example. When the last existing home sales report came out, and it was devastating, like we're off like, you know, whatever it was, 43%. And everyone got crazed about it. Agents got crazed about that. Ladies and gentlemen, who didn't already know that? 94% of the company, country was in a shelter in under a shelter-in-place order. We all knew that sales were not going to be what they were last year. That was not news. But somehow that, that knowledge created a hysteria. We have to get them out there. We have to be, like I said before, tell them the truth and trust their, their intelligence. We're going to have some crazy headlines coming up over the next, you know, 45, 50 days. But if we stay ahead of those headlines instead of behind those headlines, then it's not like, oh, wait a second, that's shocking. It's like, oh, no, my realtor, thank God I have my realtor. They kind of explained to me what was going to happen. That's, and, 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 and I, I appreciate, Peter, that you said it's our, our professional responsibility. I'll say it's our moral obligation. Again, I said that, to get that information out. Now, Dave is going to give you some great stuff that you can share on social media, on anything that you're doing, if you're doing Zoom calls, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. You know, some of the things you can do to, to control the narrative. Not control it in a, like a Pollyanna way, but let's just get the truth out there, because we know, you know, I grew up in New York City. And there was a, a guy named Jimmy Breslin who, who was a reporter there. And he's a rough and tumble guy, like a Colombo guy, rough thing. But he's a great, great reporter. And he had a great line. He said, the, the whole business of television is to get you to watch more television. So guess what sells, especially in our society today? Something negative. It's our responsibility to get the truth out there because negativity is going to control the narrative we don't. Go ahead, David. Yeah. So, so I think in response to that question, talking about, you know, finishing this topic of, of why recession does not equal housing crisis, let's go and look at 2008 and answer this question. You know, is this going to be 2008 all over again? And so what our team at KCM did, uh, and Steve mentioned the research team and the content team that puts all of this together, is went and looked at data points comparing this market today to 2008. And again, to Steve's point earlier, being able to get this information out ahead of those questions is key, but, but also to use them in answering those questions. So the first one uh, we want to look at here is home appreciation. So in this slide right here, you can just see it. It tells a story. On the left side are the six years leading up to 2008. And on the right side are the six years leading up to today. And so when you look at it, you can see that leading up to 2008, we had much higher appreciation than what we've seen coming in the six years leading to today. And even at that time, I would argue we had runaway appreciation, almost like uh, we're, we're watching a movie and you know, we know a runaway train is, is coming. And that's, that's bad news. 
And, and that bad news led to a lot of the issues that we faced in 2008. As a matter of fact, leading up to today, the highest level of appreciation in 2017 is not even equal to the lowest level of appreciation we saw heading into 2008. So big differences in today's market versus uh, the market we saw in 2008 with regard to appreciation. The second piece of information we want to look at here is home um, is mortgage data, uh, mortgage credit availability, meaning how easy is it to obtain financing? And for that, we use the Mortgage Bankers Association Mortgage Credit Availability Index. It's published every month. Uh, and the simple way to, to understand this is the higher the index, the easier it is to get a loan. And you can see it here. Back uh, during the housing bubble, it was very easy to get a loan. We often made the joke there, it was hard not to get a loan back then. And if you were in the business, you, you remember that. And then what we saw was this pendulum swing with guidelines and requirements for people to obtain financing to buy a home. And really since then have largely stayed there. And even visually, you can see it that we're nowhere near where we were coming into 2008 with regard to credit availability. Because that question comes up, you know, maybe from someone that says, um, I've heard it's as easy today to, to get a loan as, as it was back in 2008 or leading up to the housing crash. And, and this visual shows you that's just not true. The next piece of data that we want to take a look at is inventory. In, in this image really tells a picture of the difference between uh, the market then and the market today. And what you can see there is back in 2008, we really had an oversupply of homes on the market for the number of people that wanted to buy them using this idea of a balanced market being six to seven months. And that oversupply of homes then led to a lot of the issues that we faced in the housing crisis. And what do we know today? We entered this year with the biggest issue we started this year with that we thought was gonna be the biggest issue for our business being inventory. Literally, you know, not enough homes on the market for the number of people that wanna buy them. Now that's gonna vary from, from area to area and also by price point, but heading into this crisis, we know that uh, nationally we had about three months of inventory uh, on hand uh, for, for those that wanted to buy it. And so a big difference, again, inventory and oversupply, a big reason that, that we saw some of the challenges that we saw in 2008. Hey, David. So, yeah, go ahead, Tom. So, so help, help me with the dialogue mm -hmm. that we're getting right now. And, and by the way, I love the, the, the statement that TV's job is to get you to watch more TV, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> What we're hearing from, let's call it the pundits, right, is that they're saying, hey, listen, it's bad. It's bad that we don't have any inventory. This is going to lead us into a deeper recession, maybe even a U-shaped shaped recession. But yeah, we look at the data and the data would say, hey, listen, actually the U-shaped recession was a result of more inventory, not less. Help me with the dialogue. So when we look at that, a couple of things to talk about on our U-shape. The technical definition, if you want to go back to a U-shape, is a slow decline in. What we saw was a swift decline, you know, with the economy being put on pause. The, the, and, and so when we look at V versus U, it's, it's really this, this sharp decline down. And then there are a lot of questions to be answered, just like we talked about, 
on our economy coming back online. Goldman Sachs uh, released a, a statement, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, saying what really policymakers are trying to do is thread the needle, meaning bring the economy back online, but also dealing with people's fears. But, but let, let me say this about that direct question, Todd. There is a reason the federal government is injecting billions of dollars into our industry, and here's it. They realize the effect that housing has on our economy, and literally the ability of housing to pull us out of this recession. We published uh, a study, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, you can go back to the KCM website and see it, um, of the economic impact by state of one home sale. And so as we look at that and people say, um, you know, the issues that we're having right now and, and you know, this, this inventory issue, and Steve's going to talk about this in just a minute, starting to, to see what's happening in the market right now. But as we get out there, as transactions can happen, and, and certainly with local and state guidelines and doing those the right way, our business, we have the ability to be a critical piece of pulling this country out of the out of the economic downturn. Can I say something here too, too Todd? The uh, I want everyone to understand that housing is going to determine how this economy shakes out. How quickly come back is going to be dependent on how quickly housing comes back, and how quickly housing comes back is in the hands of the people on this call. There's no Calvary. There's nobody going to bring the housing market back. There's no one going to go get, get those listings. There are nobody that's going to sell those listings but us. So there, I think there are some agents saying, well, look at all this thing that's happening. We have to wait for the Calvary to come. Everyone understand. We're the Calvary everyone else is waiting for. There's no second Calvary. It is us. And in probably the best example I saw that was this morning. Probably the toughest governor in the country, as far as keeping everything shut down, is Michigan. Those agents don't have their hands tied behind their back. They're in straitjackets. But she came out this morning saying that the first thing she's going to open up, and hopefully in a week, is new construction. Because what David just said is true. The quickest way to get the economy going, and she understands that, is let's start building houses. And guess who has to buy those houses? People who currently live in houses. And guess what has to happen to the houses they currently live in? We have to sell them. Yeah. So this is exactly where we're at right now, and that's the reason we're on this call. I understand Coldwell Banker. I had a 550-agent company in 2004 that I sold. I sold it to Coldwell Banker. The reason I did that is I wanted my agents to have the best brand they could find to make their job easier on the transition. There's a flight to quality right now. People are looking to you right now. There are other companies that had all this, you know, panache and headlines over the last couple of years. The people who own those companies, those VC guys that put the money in and own those companies, they're in some virtual boardroom right now trying to figure out how to cut expenses. The owners of your company live in your neighborhoods, live in your regions. 
They're worried about your neighbors. They're worried about your neighborhoods. They're worried about your regions. That's what Coldwell Bank is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll just say one more time. If you're sitting around waiting for the Calvary, you got this thing screwed up. You got to get, get on a horse, get the rest of the agents in your, in your office, the rest of the agents in your, the other coal banker offices next to you and the towns next to you. And you got to go start rescuing people now. That's what this is about. And I, and I know just, I kind of got it off so of the tangent. I apologize, Todd. No, I mean, that, you, we've been talking about that for the last two weeks, right? I mean, the absence of leadership in, a, in, in, in our industry, this unknowing, this distrust of the data, the facts, um, the fact that the television really isn't giving us um, a consistent truth, if you will. Um, I love that we are the Calvary. Like, that is absolutely brilliant. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about how you know, we are all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. Um, and that that is seen right now, we have to be in our big, massive, you know, ironclad rescue boat telling the story that you guys are providing us with all the details. So, so that is just absolutely wonderful.